0: I don't know about you, but I hate to be reminded of my failures. I can think of maybe a few instances and events in my life that if my friends were to, you know, sort of rib me in the elbow and say, hey, you know, remember back when you did this, I would probably get a little bit upset. Uh, To be reminded of our worst moments hurts us because if we, I don't know, chew on them enough and if they're present enough to our minds, it's easy for us to think that that is all that we are the sum of our faults, and the sum of our worst moments. And one could argue that our first reading today from Genesis is one of humanity's worst moments. It's the time when Adam and Eve had everything they could ever want, and in response to God's great gifts, they shrugged and said no thanks. They rejected God, and they rejected his plan, and they rejected his love. And hearing this reading from time to time, as we often do on Marian feast days, I think all of us can identify with it to some degree. There are times where all of us have taken the proverbial apple, so to speak, and said no to truth, goodness, and beauty. There are times where all of us, on a regular basis, go at it our own way. And this has really been the case for the human race since that fateful day in the garden. But it's not just a one-time thing but something that we all live with each and every day of our lives. We live with the reality of sin. We struggle with it. Sins like pride, envy, anger, gluttony, greed, lust, and laziness. You could put all of human sin in those categories of those seven deadly sins. But the reason why we, we, we go to these sins so often in our daily lives is because we all have an ache, inside of us that is deep within ourselves we have desires for the infinite that are so vast and profound yet we find ourselves limited by our human condition so what do we do we go to these sins regularly thinking that they will be the cure for what ails us only to find that we end up more broken lost and spiritually hungry than before And this is our lot, this is what we deal with as human beings every day, our fate that began with Adam and Eve. But thankfully, brothers and sisters, our God is still our Father, and he still loves us, despite our unworthiness and despite our defiance. Our God sees us as we truly are. We are more than the sum of our failures and shortcomings. We are God's beloved sons and daughters, and we are radically loved by him. You know, I often hear that phrase, God loves us just as we are. And frankly, I hate it. It's a dumb phrase. It contains about 10% of truth and leaves about 90% out. Yes, we are loved as we are, no doubt about it, by our God. But our God loves us too much to let us remain as we are. Our God loves us too much to let us remain as we are. You can maybe think of it this way. Let's pretend as a human race, we're on vacation to Italy and to Rome, but all we want to eat is McDonald's, the one McDonald's in the city of Rome. It's by the Spanish steps, and it's a tourist trap. I've been there once. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, think about it. You have the best pasta in the world at your disposal, but all you want to eat is McDonald's, unless you're a child and your tastes aren't that refined. It is God saying to us, I love you too much to let you eat McDonald's in Rome. There is something better right in front of you. Because our God remembers what things were like before that fall. He remembers what it was like before Adam and Eve took that apple. He remembers how beautiful it was, how perfect it was. And our God wants that for us. And yet again, our God sees us in our stupidity and our lowliness and wants to tell us that we are made for more. So what does our God do? Again, most prominently, he sends us his son. I don't want to discount that. We are in the Advent season, after all. But our God also sends us someone whose soul is not tainted by sin as ours is. He sends us someone to be a model of what our lives can be and what they ought to be. Our God sends us our blessed mother, Mary. And we, as human beings, live with the reality of sin. And it is real, it's everywhere, it's pernicious, and it leaves us empty. And Mary is a reminder to us that it is worth it to be holy. It's worth it to leave the McDonald's that the world shoves down our throats and eat the real spiritual food we need instead. Sin is nothing but junk food for the soul. And grace is the best meal that we've ever had. Sin is a combination of everything wrong in our lives, everything that we hate, everything we are ashamed of. And yet grace is what our blessed mother Mary is full of and offers to us as an alternative to what our world might want us to be instead. So Mary's immaculate conception, which we celebrate today, reminds us that we are made for more. We're made for a freedom from sin. We are made to be free from these desires that afflict us and sinful habits. Free from the shame that Adam and Eve felt when they sinned against God. That we are called to be free to love and be loved as our Blessed Mother was. So what are the sins we struggle with the most in our life? The sins we've grown accustomed to. The sins that we've just learned to live with. And let this celebration today be a reminder that God loves us too much to let us remain as we are. Our God loves us perfectly, and he wants more for us. And let us pray that we can follow the example of Mary, our model of holiness, untainted by sin and weakness, and live life as our God wants for us.